We're going to look at the Word of God today. It's Missions Emphasis Month, and really you can't break away from missions apart from the Word of God. We try to a lot uh, in, in, our, in our world. We, we go out and we build uh, a well and we uh, put indoor plumbing in somebody's house and we say it's missions. And it is part of being a missionary. Don't misunderstand. I think we ought to be doing things that are helpful to people. Uh, the Bible says that if we offer a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, it is as if we are giving it to Christ himself. I'm not against doing good things. You remember we had a couple years ago, uh, we did the light shines thing around here. We literally said, let's, let's try and create something that we could do that would draw someone's attention to Christ. But that being said, putting water in someone's house isn't missions. It, putting water in someone's house while giving the word of God, that's missions. Because the Word of God is what missions is all about. And so uh, we sang today about the Spirit's sword. We sang uh, our theme verse or our theme song of, of the month being the Word of God and, and looking at all of these, uh, these wonderful truths about the Word of God. We're going to look at those again today, really, from those two songs, if you can kind of think those through, and uh, from the Scripture, of course, and figure out how that we could put the Word of God to work. In here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it's a famous passage of Scripture. Most of you can probably quote it. It says in verse 16, All Scripture is what? Given by inspiration of God and is profitable. All Scripture given by God and is profitable for rebuke, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, for for reproof, I left out one, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished, Unto all, and then there comes that good works. Unto all good works, so that we can do the things that are going to turn, people, turn people's hearts and thoughts to the Lord. But the Word of God is that. It is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, according to Hebrews chapter 4. It does something that we cannot do. And when we try to go out there and accomplish missions apart from the Word of God, then we're leaving out the element that does all the work. Because it is the Word of God that is quick and powerful. That's what we're going to look at today together. Father, I ask that you would help us as we look at your Word today, that we would develop a confidence in using it, that we would be convinced, uh, that we would be certain that your Word never returns void, but always accomplishes the purpose it was sent to do. God, may we then take that same confidence and put it into our missions program as a church Put it into our individual missions as, as followers of Christ, that we might see the fruit come, to, ba- come to, to being because of your word. And Father, we will thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to look at four basic aspects of the word of God today. This is more of a, more of a topical message today. Look at four things about the word of God. And we see already here that it is profitable, that every scripture we give can accomplish something. All scripture is given by God, and all scripture is profitable. Uh, And again, hear me out. You know I'm not against doing wonderful things. I think we ought to do nice things. But let's understand that as we're going out and being a witness, when we're going out and, and helping others, pointing others to Christ... The working factor in all of that is the Word of God. Remember, Romans teaches us this. Romans chapter 1 says, 
For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. It is the word of God that is the power of God unto salvation. We cannot simply go out and do something to stir up. Here, this is, this is, it really gets tough here. We've got to pay attention to what we're doing as a church. Sometimes as, as churches, we get caught up in this, in, in the numbers aspect. And numbers are important. Read the book of Acts. God keeps a really good count. You know, they preach and 2,000 people got saved. The Bible records it. You know why numbers are important? Because every number represents a soul. And souls are what's important, right? Souls are important. But sometimes we just get caught up in the numbers. And we think, oh man, a full church means that we're, that we're doing what we're supposed to do. No, full church means that the church is full. You know, it's, it, we're doing what we're supposed to do if that full church is a result of a body of believers giving out the word of God. Because the word of God is the quick and powerful aspect. It is that which is profitable. And so we need to learn how to handle this book. Uh, real quickly, just in this passage, see if you remember, uh, it's an old study. We've done it before, and I've shared it with you many, many times. Jim Berg, uh, in his study, Change Into His Image, gave us the four things for doctrine, proof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. And if we use the word right to help fill it in, doctrine is when, when the, teach, where the word of God teaches us what, Jonathan? What is right? So doctrine, the word of God is going to teach us what is right. What is rebuke? If we keep using the word right, what is not right? Okay, so what is not right? The Bible is going to teach us what is not right. The things that we shouldn't do, the things that we should do. The Bible's, All scripture is given for these four basic reasons. One to teach us what is right, what we ought to be doing. One to teach us what we ought not to be doing, what is wrong. What is correction? Okay, if we keep the right concept, how to, keep, how to make what is not right, right. Uh, if we just use that word, it'll, it'll help it make it solid in your mind. So correction, the Bible's going to tell me, okay, I've got something that's not right. That's that reproof. I need to correct it. I need to make that which is not right, right. And then instruction in righteousness is how to keep what is right, right. It's real simple, Right. That's the idea that the scripture is given to us for these reasons. And if we'll, if we'll use the Bible, then that's what will begin to happen in our lives. We'll begin to see the things that we ought to do and the things that we ought not to do. And we'll how to fix the things that we're doing the wrong way and how to keep things going the right direction. That's what the word of God is going to do. It's not going to be our way of thinking. It's not that we get a committee of people together and we sit down and we figure it out. That's not how this works. The Word of God does these things for us. Now, when we, when we apply that to our missions effort, it's the same thing. We're going to try and win people to Jesus. And the key factor is going to be the Word of God. Do you remember in the parable of the sower? Uh, the seed is sown, and some goes on, you know, uh, rocky, so, you know, stony soil, and some goes by the wayside, and some goes on on uh, hard soil, and some goes into good soil. And which one grows? The good soil, right? So we try to, you know, our job is to help prepare the soil. That's our job. And then our second job is to sow the seed. But what is the seed? It is the word of God. That's what the seed is. Hear this out. My good work is not what brings forth fruit, My good work is the preparation of the soil. 
That's what my good work is going to do. I'm not opposed to giving somebody drink, drinkable water. That's a great thing to do. But that's not, that, that's not what's going to bring forth fruit. It's the seed, which is the word of God, that is going to bring forth fruit. So it doesn't matter how many wells I dig, if I'm not sowing seed along with cultivating the ground, we're not going to get to any fruit. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to see fruit. I'm not content with just numbers. I want to see God reaching people in need of the gospel with the gospel. And so what that requires is that we sow the seed. That's our job. We we prepare the soil and we sow the seed. And knowing that some of that seed is going to fall on stony ground and the sun's going to burn it up. Or someone's going to fall by the wayside and the birds are going to eat it away. And someone's going to be choked out by the weeds. I am aware of that. But some is going to bring forth fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. But it never gets to that point if we don't sow the word. It's about the word of God. Now, when we're thinking about the gospel and lost people, you know, the, the word, while... You know, I'm not opposed to uh, teaching everybody about creation. I'm not opposed to dealing with everybody about abortion. Uh, we, we need to do those things. We do. I mean, we just crossed a, uh, you know, a milestone as a nation. Uh, what was it last Monday? Where we had, now we're what, 42, what is it, 72, 47 years of, of abortions. I, I think that as Christians, that's a discussion we ought to have. But when I'm dealing with lost people, if I can get a lost person not to have an abortion, that's a wonderful thing. But it's not an eternal dividend. I need to sow the word of God. I, I can talk till I'm blue in the face to someone about creation versus evolution. And those are things that as Christians we need to deal with and we need to settle. But when I'm talking to a lost person, that's not the most important thing on the plate. And while all scripture is given by inspiration and it does do a work, and I can talk about those things because that's scriptural. When I'm talking about missions, I understand that the seed I need to sow is the seed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To sow the gospel, to focus on that. And still, some will fall on stony ground and nothing will happen. Some will fall by the wayside and nothing will happen. And some will get choked out by the cares of this world and nothing will happen. But some will bring forth fruit. And that's what we live for. But it starts with the word of God. I need to understand that the word of God is profitable. The word of God is that seed that needs to be sown. That the word of God, as the song we just heard was, was, is a two-edged sword. This is important. What does that verse say? Uh, it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And what does it do? Listen, you know what I cannot do? I cannot. I cannot deal with your heart. It's not possible. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I'll say it this way. What pastor can know it? Do you understand? I don't know what's going on in your heart. If, if I approach you and try to help you uh, by what I see, I'm limited by what I see. 
But the word of God is quick and powerful. And the word of God does a work in places that I will never see. It pierces even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joint and marrow. It does a work in the heart. And when all I do is speak my words, it's less powerful by exponents. You understand? My word is based on only what I see. But God's word can do... And and it says it's a double-edged sword. If you listen carefully to the words of that song... uh, It says, and it can never fail to wound and save. Because the word of God is a double-edged sword. There's a half of the word of God that comes forth, and it cuts to the quick, and it hurts, and it convicts, and it does a work that I can't do because I don't know what's going on in your heart. But the same word, the same word has another edge. And that other edge heals and restores And at best, if I speak my words, I might get one half of those done on my own strength. Usually what I'll succeed in doing is hurting a lot of people. And I miss part of that equation. But the word of God is a double-edged sword. It does something that I can't do in places that I can't reach and in ways that I cannot accomplish. What we have to do, Christian, is become confident in the Word of God. Which means we need to quit sharing idioms and ideas and start sharing the Word. Sow the seed. Have confidence that this Word is profitable and does a work and never returns void. There's another passage of of the Scripture that describes the Word of God that is not as common, not as popular as, uh, as these others. This is in Jeremiah chapter 23. Listen to what this says. Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces? The word of God is a fire and a hammer. Now I want you to hear this. Because what happens is, me, humanly speaking, I come along somebody's life, And I sow the seed. And invariably, it seems that it falls on stony ground or hard-trodden wayside soil or soil that's full of the cares of this world that's choking it out. And I get discouraged. And before you know it, I'm just talking now and I'm no longer sowing the Word of God. But it is the Word of God, folks, that is the hammer. And God can take that hard heart that you've just about given up on because you've spoken to them and you've spoken to them and you've spoken to them and they've rejected and they've rejected and they've rejected. But the word of God is a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. And the Bible says that he takes that stony heart that cannot feel, and he'll replace it with a heart of flesh that's tender and ready. That's what God's word does. But if I'm not careful, I'm, I'm putting my confidence in a program. Oh, well, we've got this program over here. All we have to do is, uh, you know, have TNT or VBS and, and people get saved. No, it's the word of God. 
not the program. The program's fine. The program is the cultivation of the soil. We help to prepare the soil. But in the preparation of the soil, we must sow the Word. The Word of God is a fire. And it'll, it'll get things out of the way. All that clutter that seems to be getting in the way every time you and I try to sow the Word of God, if we'll keep with the Word, the Word of God is that fire that'll come along and clear the clutter out of the way. You know one of the things that farmers used to do all the time for their fields? Burn it. Fire. Fire is great for soil. It still is. In fact, if you have a fireplace and you have a flower garden or you run a a vegetable garden, take your ashes from the fireplace and dump them on the garden. That's great for soil. People have known that for years. And God, in his working in the heart, in the soil of our heart, takes his word and uses the fire of his word to prepare the soil to receive the word. What we've got to do, Christian, is develop some confidence in the book. It works. It works. It never returns void. I want to become the kind of preacher that when somebody says, Pastor, what do you think? My answer is, thus saith the Lord. I'd like to tell you that I am that kind of preacher. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm the kind of preacher that leans to his own understanding and forgets to be confident in what God can do that I can't. Sometimes people say, Pastor, how can I fix this situation? And in my mind, in my heart, without saying it out loud, I'm thinking, I can handle this. And I can't. And what I usually find out when I've tried to handle it for a while is that the real problem had not been revealed unto me. And if I'd have given out the word, the word could cut into the heart and do a work that I was unable to accomplish. Let's become confident in the word of God. Let's give out the word. In order to do that, you know what we have to do? We're going to have to learn about it, understand it, know how to rightly divide the word of truth. We have to be then confident enough in how to give it out that we know where it's at and where to find it, and we have to know some things about the Word. The Bible would, t- would encourage us to do things like to meditate upon it and then to memorize it so that we're ready to go. Remember uh, Jerry Savinsky, he always uh, astounds us, and he stands up, and his whole sermon is like one Bible verse after another, you know, and he, he goes through, and, and he quotes them all. I hate him already. And he quotes them. I'm just kidding. I love Brother Jerry. And, and he quotes them all. You know, and, he, and when he's done, he says, okay, let's pray. And then people respond. And all he really has done is just quoted a bunch of, bunch of Bible verses. How does that work? Because the Word of God never returns void. And he's developed a confidence in the Word of God. So that he has that memorization program. And if you've followed it ever... Uh, what he does is divides it up into into categories. So he figures that everybody's going to have it. Let's just pick one. Everybody's going to have trouble with anxiety at some point in their life. So he puts together five or six verses on anxiety, and he says, memorize these. And then when somebody says, Pastor, I'm I'm really anxious. What do I do? Well, I've got these verses about anxiety right there on the tip of my brain that I can share with you. 
And, and he's broken it down to like 27 different categories. And that's his memorization plan. It's a great plan. To learn to put the word of God to work because we are confident. And listen to what the Bible says about the word of God when people develop a confidence in it. It says, Acts chapter 12. But the word of God grew and multiplied. See, once, once the word of God starts going out, it's no longer what we're doing. It becomes its own living thing. And it's growing and multiplying on its own. I gave it out once, and it's now been used ten times over here. Or listen to Acts chapter 19. So mightily grew the word of God, and this is, by the way, the song over the theme of the month, and prevailed. And it won. That's what prevailed means. It won. The word of God, you see, if I give out the word of God, and it cuts into someone's heart, then they leave with the word of God, still doing a work. And the word of God continues to grow in that heart. And one day, the word of God prevails. It's a powerful statement, powerful concept. This is what the word of God does. It grows and it prevails. To develop a confidence in this book and to apply that confidence to our missions, to our sending out of missionaries and to our own individual missions efforts of reaching the lost by using the book that is the seed that is sown that brings forth fruit, that is profitable, that is the fire and the hammer that never returns void to use the word of God. Mark chapter 7. The word of God is diminished. The word of God is lessened when we lack faith and confidence in its ability. Listen to what Jesus was referencing in Mark chapter 7. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition which ye have delivered. When we try to water the word of God down with our own thinking, it's a dangerous move. And we make the word of God of none effect. Let's let the word do the work.